Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. No time for that intro, lads. We're back off to sea. Dungeon and Junkies presents Tales of Autolvia, episode 44, Under the Sea. Hello, and welcome back to Dungeons and Junkies. I'm Alex. And if I'm doing the introduction, it means it's Tales of Autorvia. But before we continue in what is one of the final sessions, almost, let's go around the table and introduce everyone. Let's start with... Let's start with good old Ran. Hello, yes, this is Ran, and I will be playing Kerry, the human... Something. No, hello, it is me, Kerry. I will be playing Ran, the barbarian slash fighter null, skyform, carpet, flying bonks, null. Oh yeah, um, I forgot to mention that. Um, I forgot to mention before because this is taken off from last time and we're still in a hostile environment. I need everyone's need you all to say your AC a maximum HP. Your current HP, if you've taken damage so far. Just so the viewers do know. Uh, where's my run sheet? I'm still, my top, I'm still using my tablet sheet. Well, according to this, Ratten's current AC is 18, and I don't believe I've taken damage. Because, you know, That's I'm correct. firing at people from the sky. So you're at 189 so far. Yes. Um, yeah, let's continue it in the alphabetical order of the characters. So, Matt. Indeed, I am Matt, and I am playing Captain Reed Tothcobble, um, captain of the Freedom Phoenix. Um, hit a favourite day and steal your wallet. Um... Last time, felt seemingly fell in love with somebody briefly before being slapped silly. I apologize for nothing. Don't need your AC and current HP, Willis. Indeed, my AC is 17 and my current HP, I believe, is 87. 87, okay. And Chad. Hello, I am Chad, and today I will be playing everyone's favorite, tortliest of tortles, broest of bros, barbarianist of barbarians, monkest of monks, Picasso, the total monk barbarian. And uh, currently, I have not taken any damage, so I have 182 HP, and I have a stonkin' 19 AC as well. Nice. So, obviously, as you have already gathered by now, Caitlin isn't here to join us today. And that's because they're doing Caitlin stuff, like hiding under the sink, apparently. 
Who knows? But as it happens, Eli was actually abducted by Tatipolis in the last session. But to allow that to make more sense, obviously last time in Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia, as I named the titles. They the crew finally arrived at Unork, where they took part in a battle. First taking out the um pirate ships at the front to clear the entrance to Unork before taking to the grounds in a desperate attempt to find the Elder Turtle. They managed to they managed to find <clears throat> oh pardon me. They managed to find they managed to find the Elder Turtle's home where he was not to be seen, as Tativilus drew his weapon and attacked them, trying to st- stop them from what they were doing. And from an amazing find from Ran, with the um, cliffside behind the Elder Turtle's home, having an odd illusion where it seems to have access to another area, Ran, Picasso started to make their way through, Eli and Reed following suit, as Tativilus seemed to disappear into a runner. As Eli and Reed and Doran, Doran, the Loxodon cleric who has joined them currently, started to make their way through, Tativilus grabbed Eli and teleported the two of them out of there. But we'll continue straight from that point. Reed, you in this Loxodon are about to start climbing as you just see this goat-legged, bat-winged devil grab Eli before dis- before they both just disappear. Eli! Fuck's sake. Anywhere. We look up at Dolan. Are you with me? Sorry for your friend. Are you Before with we must me? Continue. Sorry, I struggled to hear, but yes, I'm with you. Good. Then let's let's follow after Ran and Picasso before I get up behind again. With that, he just grabs you and with a like, he, as he kneels down, his like legs start to glow purple as he just leaps a good like forty feet into the air through this illusion. On the other side, um, Picasso, you're the first to come through. But as you come through this portal, your vision flashes white for a second. As if you remember, I asked you to make a wisdom save the other day, which ended up with a six. As you hit the ground, your vision flashes white for a second. Everything feels cold and dark before the light comes back to you and you see this big circular tomb around you with a layer of water on the floor. But it's odd because you're not this tall and it quickly occurs to you that you're looking through someone else's eyes as you see Taurus and the Elder Turtle about 10 feet away, sparring with each other, before the Elder Turtle gets in a good swing, but it's not enough to 
is not enough to deter Taras's. He grabs the torso, the elder, by the back of the head and just delivers a massive punch right into his face, knocking him to the ground. Before the elder turtle has a chance to do anything, the elder Taras grabs his massive battle axe and swings it over his head. And as he brings it down, before you can see the impact, it cuts back and you wake up on a beach as Ran, with a um, loud bang, comes through this um, portal shortly after. Um, I, like, on the ground, then? Yeah, as as you hear this bang behind you and Ran appears, you're both on this beautiful, like, yellow sandy beachfront with a calm blue ocean in front of you and a bright blue sky. It is just the most picturesque beach ever. Ran, as you come through, you see Picasso on his hands and knees, panting quite heavily. Do I recognize this beach? We do not. Uh, Picasso, then, as he is on all fours and seeing what he just saw, not knowing if that was real or what was going on, would immediately kind of freak out and like scramble back to his feet, turning around and seeing if the portal is still there. It does not. Uh, Picasso would probably be in a just a state of pure stunned panic. Like Rand would be able to see on Picasso's face right now, just a, a state of pure panic. Um, have I still got my carpet at this point? Yes. You all have your belongings. Okay, Ran's probably parked the carpet right next to Picasso. It's hovering about a foot in the air. Just like a knoll and a hyena. And st- like reaches out and starts shaking Picasso by the shoulder. Like, Picasso? Picasso is just kind of staring at where the portal was, and it's not there. And Picasso doesn't know where they are right now, and Elder Portal might be dying at this exact moment. And once again, Picasso, it's it's like you're shaking just a mannequin, where or some kind of android trying to reboot. As you're, he's standing there, he's physically there, but right now he's just staring straight ahead. Um, can I see or smell anything? Uh, nothing that stands out much. It's you've been on beaches before, and being in um, growing up in the north, it feels fairly reminiscent of that. It's it's a nice warm day. You can smell like the saltiness of the sea. You can smell like fresh green behind you from a small forest that faces behind you but it is just a box standard beautiful nice smelling beach quiet is the only noise is the sea um i'm gonna fly up see if i can see anything from there just straight up yeah and as you fly up and take a look around there is not another island or anything in sight it is just sea beyond sea 
I'm trying to fly like above the line of any trees or anything like that. Yeah. You literally are in the middle of nowhere. I can't see anything like from this height either. It's just it's just endless sea. No ships, no islands, nothing. As you continue to look out just to see if you can spot anything, Picasso, you just kneel down in the ground, kneel down into the sand. You hear the crack of energy again as the um, as a loxodon falls out of this um, portal before it disappears quickly, followed by Redot, who falls off his shoulder into the sand. Stand this time. Is Rand doing yet at the moment? Yeah, Rand's fairly high up in the air. Okay. Picasso is sat there on the sand. Okay. Um, because we can't see Rand, we will see Picasso and just run towards him. Picasso, are you alright? Picasso's now on his knees, just kind of staring straight forward. And without even like seeing Reed, uh, his eyes would immediately turn to Doran. Doran, bro, bro, do you know where we are? Like, where's the Elder Turtle, bro? Me serves me right. This, I think, this is the Isle of Tyne. It's a secret island of his. Shit. I don't know where he is. Picasso basically scrambles like a dog through the sand and is upon Doran in one second, like yanking him up to the his standing position. Bro, we got to go then. Like, I, I don't know what I, I fucking saw something, bro. Bro, we have to go. We have to go, bro. And, and like, right, Picasso right, turn. Right. I was just gonna say, Picasso would just turn and look up and just, furry bro, we have to go, we have to go, furry bro. Reed will kind of look up at Ran on, on flying carpets and had a half smirk about the flying carpet because that is badass. Um, you think you should... oh, sorry, you first. And then also says, uh, Picasso, wait for me, okay? <laughs> As you look up at Rand, you swear you hear the Sephiroth theme play for just about four or five seconds, because obviously copyright issues. I demanded the One-Winged Angel theme whenever Rand takes flight. <laughs> it is badass. Picasso at this moment just has both of his hands on Doran's shoulder and is basically just staring this Loxodon in the eye, just shaking with, like, which way to go. We are. Can you all breathe underwater? Is that just where we're to proceed? Bro, you clearly know I can breathe underwater, bro. Yes, I'm aware, but your friends. Can they? I can cast out a self for myself, so I think I'm the only one who can't stand to be underwater now, so. Man's busy landing, putting the carpet away. Can Scout actually breathe underwater? Does he need to breathe at all? 
Uh, yes, he does. But Doran seeing um seeing um Scout, he looks up to you, Ran. Is your hyena to come with us? Yes, this is Scout. Scout is coming in too. And as he holds his holy symbol, which glows for a second, he casts air bubble on Scout. As you just see this tiny little bubble go around, giving him a little like clear helmet. Scout has an astronaut helmet. He's an octahina. Um, I um read um cast alter self on himself, which um gives him uh gills and webbing between his fingers so he can now breathe underwater and swim equal to his walking speed last an hour as well an hour okay yep that is more than enough time for you then right follow oh oh your friend the the woman who was with you she was taken by that creature I'm afraid I so I'm sorry a, for your loss I have a feeling that we're going to bump into him sooner rather than later. We will get her back. But they can't kill her, they need her. Right now, we need to save the other children. Right, follow me. Doran. And Doran starts to head to the sea. Picasso, like a child, is already standing at the bank. Like, after he said we had to go underwater, Picasso just let go of his shoulders and has just been standing at the tide, just waiting. You can tell Doran isn't much of the talkative kind himself as he sort of just walks past the lot of you and starts to just, like, go into the sea before diving under. Scout looks up to you enthusiastically, Ran. Um, Ran will follow the strange old man that they've not long met. Because, you know, good morals. Always follow the strange old men you've only just met. Ran, Ran quotes approved. Ran certified. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Ran's a doctor. Absolutely. That's Ran. She's a doctor. We dives into the sea afterwards. Picasso. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Picasso dives in and is basically on the heels of Doran the whole time. Yeah. Scout enthusiastically looks up to you, ran it before steaming over to the sea. Stop him for a second as he taps the water to try and get used to it. But in the end, looking over the other as he can't help himself but charge into the sea. Time Scout's actually seen the water, isn't it? Well, been in it. Read Billy Doggy Paddling. This round following or Yeah, I've already said that. Alright, sorry, I must have missed it. I had my my things have been a bitch again, they're not working, so I don't know why I didn't pick up. Anyway, yeah, that's fine. Um, as we... Can you all just make me... Uh, 
Can you just make me survive tracks? And make me one for um scout as well. Dirty twenty. Likewise. Uh, for Scout, that's a 13. For Rand, that's a 29. That blowing the DC group DC out the water um, as you start to swim through this like beautiful blue ocean and into this coral reef. Um, sharks in the distance do seem to notice you, but they they think they probably consider you a little too big to like pick a fight with as they keep to themselves and back off. As Doran starts to um, swim down through the coral reef, as he gets to the bottom of the water, he does like a U-turn and appears to be walking through a cave at the bottom of this coral reef. As he starts to get on all fours and climbs through this quite relatively narrow space. The castle will follow closely behind. Following, I guess. Reed will take up the spot at the back of the group. You. Yeah. <laughs> Scout does manage to just about keep up. He, he, he can definitely struggle a bit, but the air bubble definitely makes it easier on him. Is Obviously, the water is no longer in his nose, eyes, mouth, so he's doing pretty good. Just very wet. As, as he climbs through this tunnel and then as he get, reaches the other end and squeezes through a relatively tight squeeze at the end, Picasso, the uh, the rest of you would be fine apart from Picasso, who you would struggle just a bit to pop through here. But as you do all make it into this relatively large underwater cave, you come face to face with this um, massive tomb under, this, under the water, standing maybe about 200 foot tall as he start as Doran starts to um, swim towards it you can see a um, small entrance way in the um, very top of the tomb wow they uh, really know how to uh, celebrate their dead don't they is it beautiful or is it just sort of like basic Oh, it is like bear in mind this is all underwater of course. the tomb looks like it hasn't seen it looks like it hasn't seen the erosion of the sea in the slightest as this massive stone temple sits under here etched with all these beautiful carvings and writings on them I will cast a message to Picasso and Rand saying let's sit together guys we don't want to get lost down here. And we'll follow. And just flicks her ear at you. An acknowledgement. Picasso leaves it un unread at this time. Picasso's just following Doran at this second. That's that's Elder Tortle at this second is all that matters. And Picasso can be under this water for as long as totally possible or needed. After like a solid ten minutes of swimming, Doran makes it into this temple in 
you closely behind him because of the first to see as you reach the reach it there appears to be like an air pocket as he comes out the water and you're surrounded by you head into this um large um circular room with about a ceiling 30 foot up the walls covered in this ancient weird unknown writing symbols all over it and a small altar right in the middle of the room as Doran calls himself out of this um, lake front and offers you a hand out, hand out of it. Uh, is this the same room I saw as I came through the portal? It's very similar. There's, it doesn't have the um, water running along the um, floor like the lower room did. This one's much drier. Uh, Picasso would take Doran's hand and pull himself uh, out of the water for turning and waiting for Furry Bro and read very anxiously. Doran would do the same as the rest of your approach, even giving Scout a um, hoist out of the water as he shakes himself off on everyone else. And will also shake herself off and resemble a pom-pom for about two seconds. Reed will climb out and then, uh, well, he 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 thinks about doing a flip, but then realizes he hasn't got time for this, so uh, decides against it, and just climbs up next, and then dispels out itself. It's concentration based. That's fair. At this point, in the air bubble just pop, get making scout jump a little bit. Uh, Picasso would look towards Doran. Oh, bro, like, are there any of these, like, any, like, will point to the big circular room that they're going. They're, like, partially covered in water, bro. Like, the Elder Turtle is down there with two other people right now, bro. Right. We will get to him. There, this temple, it leads to, there's rooms underneath it. Corridors. This temple is massive. It travels fairly far underneath the ocean floor but we'll make our way down I must open the tomb first but that will take about 10 minutes as he turns around and starts ahead to this altar as he turns around and makes his way to this altar he um Pulls out a um, small, like, circular silver orb as he sits it onto this altar, and the whole thing starts to glow and hum as he starts to move his move his arms around it, just gently, nothing more than a whisper, reciting these um, arcane words. But what are you, what are you doing in this time frame? As he said, it'd take about ten minutes to open. Can I read any of the writing on the walls? Uh, make me a history check, Reed. Story. You can have advantage on it. Oh, thank you, DM. Uh, I won't take it, though, because that's a natural 20. Plus, uh, plus three. Oh, actually, that was 17, so dirty 20. Yeah, okay, so, natural 20. Um, you can read it, like some parts are readable, but it very quickly occurs to you that 
this is the same language that was um, written in the tomb where you found the staff. Right. Which which was announced as a language known as ancient Ortovian. Right. I'm going to use my one use uh, magic initiate spell comprehend languages to fully read what it says. As we've been over this, that's for written languages. Uh, Make me. No, for like known written languages. Make me an intelligence check. We'll see what we'll see what you can do. Picasso ran. Long time I use. Picasso ran anything on your end? I don't think Brand's actually got anything she can do in this time, so she's just gonna park her bum up and wait. Picasso. Sorry. Uh, Picasso would take these 10 minutes, and he has no magic at all, but would take those 10 minutes focusing as hard as he could to see if he could try and get, once again, another vision of the Elder Tortle, as he doesn't know what caused the vision before, but he will focus all of his energy into trying. Roll me a D100. See what you get. 24. 24. You try to focus on it, it, like your vision flashes white for a second, but then it cuts back and you see nothing. Fuck, bro! And I'll punch a wall. Uh, Read. What did you get? 14 plus 1 for intelligence check. That's not high enough. You're about to you're looking at this and it's suddenly starting to make sense and as it makes sense this massive fist drives it drives into the wall causing a mini quake is it throws you off and your spell cuts out and the language becomes unreadable again Pegasus, i get that you're frustrated but let me focus when i'm trying to decode something buddy okay uh Picasso just you turns and gives the most wicked side eye ever to Reed as he stares down at him for a second before turning back around and then just beginning to kind of he goes and just literally sits and stares at Doran as they're performing this ten minute ritual. I think that we can do Reed Reed just wanders over to sit with the others pretty much and Reed says, We're gonna find him and we're gonna save him. Don't worry, Picasso. Picasso's only response is he, as he's sitting there, just boom, punches the ground in a very loud decorum. Understandable. As you go and sit down, Reed, um, Doran does pipe up as he continues to um, roll this ball round on this altar. I studied a little bit of it myself. It's a tale of the Sentinels, guardians of the staff. Right. They were known as the heroes of old. Upon death, they agreed that the staff could not fall into the wrong hands. The heroes of old. Yes. 
about 500,000 years ago. Picasso's ignoring me, right, isn't he? Picasso's even ignoring Furry Bro right now, so yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Okay. Reed turns to Ran because Ran's the only person who makes any kind of sense um, at the moment. <laughs> and Reed will say to his, his new uh, first officer, <clears throat> Ran, do you remember when we were in that underground graveyard? I decided Ran's loafing, like she's got her paws underneath her at the moment, and she just looks like a loaf. She's flicking her ears trying to think. Because I feel like that's her equivalent of like doing that when you're trying to think. Yes. Ren is remembering. I'm sure, if I'm remembering correctly, I've had a lot of rum since then. Yes, Ren knows. Yes. But I'm pretty sure that that was where the. That was where the. Heroes of old were memorialized. As much as I'm loath to admit this, I honestly can't remember back that far, as in me. Um, that's that's where Ran found the Mitotesselus on a gravestone stone that had the name name Teslas on it. Jesus, that's ancient, isn't it? That was, that was from a campaign that we tried to run but failed miserably. They they. Their characters were meant to be the heroes of old, but we never made it that far. It was just the wrong group of people. It was a good yeah. adventure. It was just the wrong group of people. You are not wrong on that side of things. Um, and where Reed picked up his, um, uh, that's where you found those diamond lock picks. Yeah, found my lock picks on Lee's grave. So they were the guardians of the staff. In a sense, that place you visited is where their mortal selves lie. The souls have been sent to suits of armor, an agreed pact, one where they spend eternity to keep the world safe in balance. But it appears someone more powerful than them has appeared. As the sentinel of this tomb, in the tomb of Lola, have fallen. How many guardians were there? There's six. Two have fallen. That means there's four left. That... That can't be good. No. What Shit, happens what? if... A what happens if they all fall, Doran? There is no line of defense to stop the resurrection of Avius, the one who invented the staff, or at least old legends say. Do you have a list of where all the guardians are? I do not. Anyone who knows what it would be? Let me guess. Elder Tor. No. Maybe old, but me and him aren't old enough. 
know if you think about it there was one in Lola there was one here so there must be some on the Isle of Null where the gauntlet lays the Isle of Null yes Enuel it's an island protected with a necrotic shroud. You spend more than a day there, you will die. Do I know anything about this island? Because Rand's listened to a lot of stuff from Quinton. Well, make me a history check. Picasso, you can make. If Picasso is listening, you can make a history check. But if not, no worries. This is definitely outside Reed's jurisdiction, though. That's fine. That's fine. We're doing it. We'll get some water. A 15 all in. Um, the Heroes of Old is something that Quinton never really got into, but he did go over the world map with you and told you that to never visit the Isle of Null is... It's... A land covered, it's an island covered in a necrotic shroud. One that destroys anything that stays on it too long. I feel like Rand would have been interested just because Null sounds so close to Null at first. Yeah, it does to be Null and Null. <laughs> They're basically the same thing. So for now, Rand's just gonna sigh and use Scout as a pillow for her chin. No, Scout. Scout lets out a contented sigh as you lean on him. Anything else we should know? As you say that, Reed, there's a big, like, bang as the ground shakes for a second. And the platform slowly starts to lower. As Doran picks up the orb back up and puts it in his pocket. If there's anything else you must know. There's only so much I can tell you. Doran, with the greatest of respect, we have to stop that bastard from being resurrected. You need to tell us everything. If not now, after we've saved Elder Turtle. Got it? That is not a request. That's a demand, okay? Please tell us after whom you are knowing. Thank you, number one. Ran is number one. He gives you a nod, Ran, before turning a colder gaze back to Reed. Well, with respect, I can only tell you how much I know. That is fine. I'm not asking you to tell, I'm not asking you to tell us if you something you don't know. I thought you were trying to like, hold out on me, so I apologise if I offended. It's a bit of a tense situation. Yes, if Avius is the case, then that does make this more dire. As this platform continues to fall, it just slowly comes to a stop, just rumbling for a second as it seems to stop falling. And in front of you, to the north of this circular room, you see a um, 
large corridor that descends down into darkness. Right. We must continue this way. Caso finally kind of snaps out of... This whole time he's just been trying to snap back into that vision to see if he can communicate or see at all what's going on with Elder Tortle. He doesn't understand what happened before. So he just once again kind of snaps back into it and like jumps to following Doran as they begin to descend. We have, as Doran heads off drawing his great sword, Picasso quickly snaps out of him and follows in tow, getting um, Scout's attention as he looks up to you around for instruction. Ran will get up. Ran hmm. will say, "Should just suck." Ran's just thinking this over for a minute. If Reed legs get tired, Ran will carry. I appreciate that, but let's hope it doesn't come to that. Reed will draw his shot, his pistol in one hand, and he will draw his rapier in the other. Ran will proceed on all fours. She'll get her teeth ready. Because I always forget Ran actually has a bite attack, doesn't she? Uh, 1d6 plus strength, I believe. Dr. Ran ready to perform lobotomies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn, boy. Reed will hop up. Because Reed, will I... Reed will jump up onto Ran's, Ran's back and basically ride Ran into battle. <laughs> like, like he... Yeah. Reed a pistol with one hand and rapier in the other is now basically like this. In a fence with pose with gun outstretched. Go riding furry bro down the corridor. <laughs> As you start to make your way down this corridor, um for what feels like a solid half hour, you eventually make it down into this next room, which is the same sort of thing though you can see though there's a small layer of water that goes up to your ankles yes reed you now have wet shoes and socks but as you once you get into if you get into the water obviously because your salt runs back if i'm correct but with it as you walk into this room you feel like a change in pressure is this room suddenly feels very like this whole temple just feels damp and heavy. There's something heavy in the air. As Doran walks into the center and once again pulls out this orb and sits it on an altar in the middle. Is, is this the room that they were in? It looks identical, but you don't see anyone. You don't see any signs of conflict, any blood or anything. Can I make a search of the room to see if I can see anything? It's fine. Um, make me a investigation check. Heart of the die, baby. Flat roll. Two. It's as you search around this room, nothing comes to sight which you can see. Uh, Ran, make me a wiggle sniffer check. Yeah, that was coming. <laughs> Where's my dice? Here's my dice. 
Oh, I now have a hole in my tablet as well as a wiggle sniffer check. That's a 21. As you do that, something smells odd in the air. Like gunpowder. But on a two for Bikesso, it's a bit late to notice anything, because Ran, you were the first to pick up that you're not you guys aren't alone in this room. Is Picasso 19 to B, isn't it? That is correct. And as, an invisible, and as an invisible creature, they get advantage. That's a miss. As Picasso, you search around this room and you suddenly hear, like, the, the cock of a gun. And as you, like, look behind your shoulder, you that you hear the gunshot as the invisibility wears off of this pirate and a bullet just soars inches past your head. I'm gonna need you guys to roll initiative. As this one guard as this one pirate reveals himself, he's like, shit! And Cox is gonna go before lifting it up and taking another shot at you because so on a nineteen to hit, so that hits uh D twelve As he fires off this bullet, it hits you in the shoulder and you take 10 points of... Da, 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 da. What rounds are they using? They are using poison rounds. So you take 10 points of poison damages, this bullet hits you in the shoulder. But that ends his turn, so... Funnily enough, Picasso, your turn. What do you want to do? Picasso literally just kind of tanks that shot where he's just staring at this now visible pirate, and how far away from me are they? About 15 foot. Uh, I would like to charge the pirate and grapple them, but just a one-handed grapple around their throat as I want to lift them into the air. Okay, that is fine. As it's one-handed, I will give him advantage, but let's be honest, I don't think he's going to beat your grapple. Well, I get advantage on it anyways as well, so... He got a high roll to be fair, I'll give it that. Uh does it beat a 32? I mean he's 12 digits short, so no, it doesn't. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah, dirty twenty doesn't beat <laughs> dirty thirty-two. Uh and with that I would like to pick him up and then as my just kind of the rest of my action I just want to scream at this guy where is older Toro bro I'll make an intimidation check uh that ends your turn though so let me know what that intimidation check is in I guess we'll find out in the next round uh do you want me to it'll start it's uh, only a 14 because it's a 15 on the die or it's a 10 on the die plus 5 minus 1 Roll, roll again. You, you, you got him in the air. You choking him. Let's just see if you can get higher. Uh, that's a nineteen then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, coming back to you in a bit. Reed, um, you just out of like in the blink of an eye, uh, this pirate just suddenly shoots Picasso as he spins round and grabs him by the throat. Uh, what do you want to do? Right. Okay. In a meta sense, the fact that combat hasn't finished gives me the heebie-jeebie at this point. Uh, Reed's going to look around because he's got um, 
Because with his last fighter level up, he's got blind fighting and he can see anything within, a t within 10 feet of him. It's invisible still. So he's going to see if there's anyone else invisible around him. But we'll glance around 10 feet either you side of him. Nope, you don't see anyone. Okay, that's good. Um, well, if that's the only person we can see in here, and let's face it, Picasso's kind of got him immobilized at present, he's going to hold his turn because there's nothing that he actually needs to do at the moment because he can't see anyone else needing to be taken care of at the moment. And uh, Picasso's going to get the information I hope he needs now. All right, but I'm going to nick a rule from Chad. Uh, what are you? What action are you holding? I don't hold my action. I'm holding my turn. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking to do on your turn? I haven't decided yet. I'll let you off this once. I'm feeling nice. You're very strict uh, DM tonight, Alex. You are <laughs> very strict tonight. I mean, I'm in are... this. Sorry, you first, Carrie. I'm in the same situation as Matt slash Reed. There's nothing I can do. Uh, well, yes and no, because you made me a wiggle sniffer check in the last round. So, uh, oh, and to answer your question, Matt, it's because we're in we're in like the final three sessions, so I'm cranking it up to ten. Um, Ran, since you made me a wiggle sniffer check in the last one and succeeded, um. You do smell someone near Doran. You don't see him, but you do smell someone closing in that sort of area. Can I pinpoint them roughly enough to swing blindly in that general direction? I will say you can use your bonus action to make me a wiggle sniffer check again. As you're properly searching though, you can do it with double advantage. Wiggle sniffer doth detect. That's shit, okay. That's a 28. Okay, um, about 10 foot to the right, you smell someone. And just turns to look at him. Just like, she doesn't move her body, it's just her head. Like, ears up, eyes glowing. And I'm gonna charge at him and swing my greatsword of hunger. It's fine. Uh, it will be a disadvantage, but let's be honest with your with your rolls to hit. You should be fine. No man, I only get a plus fourteen to this. <laughs> oh. Only. Yeah, only. Swing. <laughs> I got a fucking twenty and nineteen. <laughs> so. Yeah, roll be damage. Because as you blind <laughs> swing. As you blindly swing, blood flies across the room as this invisibility cuts out as you go straight across this guy's chest. Mm. Eight, 16. 16. 16. Yeah, he, he like coughs and grabs his chest as he takes a step back, almost dropping his weapon. He's looking quite hurt. I want to bite his frontal lobe out. It's fine, make me a roll to hit. What would I actually add to this? 
Um, same as a regular attack roll, because it uses strength, so it would basically have the same modifier as your Might of Tesla to hit. Yeah, that's a plus 12. You have high strength and you're high level. That's a 16 plus 12. That hits. Um, shit, what, day is my, what dice is my bite? Is it a, is it six? A d6 for your bite. Anything on top of that, or...? Uh, plus strength modifier. Okay. It's only an 11, but that's just a... <laughs> as Ran attempts to bite the front of this guy's skull off. How does he die, Ran? Okay. Reed probably sees the moment where Ran's head just turns like a fucking owl or something. Yeah, Reed is holding on at the moment for dear life to Ran's back. Proper, like, anime moment where you see Ran's eyes do the twinkle thing in the dark. And she runs at him, and after slashing at him, she just leans in and goes, um! And there's just a crunch and a squelch as she bites the front of his skull out, essentially. And then, as his body drops to the floor, just, like, spraying blood and brain matter everywhere, she just turns over to look at Reed, mouth still full of skull bones and flesh. Right now. This <laughs> dreadful dino front. You can feel her tail wagging. <laughs> girl ran. Read this after a fight. Uh, ran, before your turn ends, make me a wisdom save. Uh, 10 plus 5, 15. For a second, everything goes cold as you feel that large knoll hand. Just gently sit on your shoulder. Is this halfling on your shoulder for a second become... You see him as an enemy, is a meal. But after a quick blink, you snap out of it. Drop all the bloody frame out of the floor. Just staring dead at Reed. Okay. It's Skype scope thanks, but I don't think there's anything left for him to do. Uh, Reed, make a perception check at disadvantage. Perception at disadvantage. Oh dear. At disadvantage, that's an eight. Well, the court's assassin does get the drop on you as as he gets to roll his uh, and will get his assassinate ability if he hits. And um, let's see, uh, twenty-three hits, right? Does this count as a surprise? Uh, as he is invisible, yes. Because reads on Rand's back and Rand has alert. Does he get any sort of advantage to that? I'm gonna say no, is he's not you. That's fair. Uh, is this attack coming from more than 10 feet away from me? Yes, but he was behind you at the time. Okay, fine. I would make, sure make sure in my head that I know what's happening, that's all. Surprise is a critical, so that is 66 sneak attack. 
say that again? Five. Alex, Six, say that uh, again. Uh, as he jams his blade into you, into your side, that is 66 sneak attack. Oh, I thought he had 66. <laughs> and it is doubled because assassinate. And because I didn't see it, I can't counter it. And why the fuck can I roll that well with that much damage in a regular D&D? So that's... That's 8 plus 12. This is the doubled damage, by the way. I'm not doubling this afterwards. Plus 10. Plus 8. Plus 10. Plus 6. Plus 12. Uh, probably enough, you take 66. Um piercing damage is you just feel this blade jam into your back right in the middle where your um hip like hip blades meet before the um before the blade comes back out and uses his bonus action to dash back okay can i still see you so i can turn around i can see where he is though yeah yes the invisibility is worn off now as okay. it was only regular invisibility spell Okay, I will, I will now take my action. That's fine. You can take your action. As he jumps back 10 foot and you swing round on Rand's back, you can see this, like, you see the suit of armor that, um, Eli same sort of armor as that Eli faced back when you guys were dealing with Avery Jr. The only difference is there's no mask there and there's no face. It is an animated suit of armor. Well, an animated set of robes, effectively. Oh, joy. Um. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. This is going to be something a little bit different, maybe. I'm going to try using. I'm going to try using one of my one of my new spells. Uh, I'm going to jump down from Rand's back. Um. I need to ask Rand a question first before I continue. Okay, you need to bear with me. What did Rand drop on the floor from her mouth? Um, skull bits. It's basically just like a chunk of skull. How with, big would you say the chunk is? Um, I mean, Rand's got a big chomper, so you know, probably three, four inches long. Okay, sharp. I'm guessing as well. Oh sharp yeah, bit. it's just Absolutely. a snap out of a guy's head. It's not going to be blunt. Absolutely, I picked it up and I and I and I used catapult. <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> awesome. I used catapult um, because it requires a uh, an object weighing um, less than five pounds uh, that isn't being worn or carried. Well, not anymore. Goes in a straight line up to ninety feet in the direction I choose. Um, if it's like the creature, it must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. On a dex day, what does he get? Is as a rogue assassin, I know he's proficient. Plus eight. Hmm. Uh, that's a twenty-one on his save. On its okay. save. Okay. Um. It doesn't say what happens if they pass the throw. 
That would mean no damage, but who gives a fuck? We'll say it has damage because it's not really fair. Okay, on well it's coming. Spell. Okay, well it's, okay, well it's coming out of my. Uh, it's coming out of my level, my third level slot. Okay, okay so that's five d eight halved. Nice. And it's bludgeoning damage. Bring me some damage. Where's my D8s? wasn't ready for this. 27 halved to 13. 13 bludgeoning damage. Um, and I would like to use my bonus action, if I may. Yeah. My bonus action, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to use my second wind to regain 1d10 plus 3 hit points. Okay. I suppose you were taking quite a bit of damage. Yes, Alex. Uh, that is a 9 plus 3 is 12, so I regained 12 hit points. Okay, so that would take you to that 33. Yes. And uh, that is my turnover for this round of combat. Okay. Uh... That takes us to the top of the round. Uh, 19 on your save, wasn't it? 19 on your um, intimidation roll, wasn't it, Picasso? Yes. Okay. Um, he, he looks at you as you're starting to like choke him out, and he's looking with what was like disgust for you turns into fear against fear, like just at the sight of you. And he's like, don't stare as he's trying to like rip your um, claw from his throat what would you want to do on your turn uh, so I hear him say downstairs yes uh, can I quickly look back and see this other assassin who's attacking Reed yeah, you do see this like faceless animated suit of like leather armor as it stabs Reed and jumps back as well as the um, guy missing half his face. Yeah. Uh, About how far is the pseudo-armor away? 65. Fantastic. Uh, Then what I would like to do is, first of all, you'd like to use my bonus action to enter a rage. And and with that, uh, with the feral pounce uh, thing, I can move up to half my movement right away when entering a rage. I would like to do that, but as I move that 25 feet, at the end, I would like to use momentum and holding this guy by the throat, I would like to throw him as hard as I can at the suit of armor to try and take them both down. So basically using him as, I saw Reed, I heard Reed yell catapult and I went, oh, that'd be a cool idea. And so I'm going to use this man now as a my own catapult and huck this at the suit of armor. That is more than five. Uh, make you're fucking strong enough. You don't need to make me an athletics check. We'll call this a dexterity saving throw on Mage's behalf. Uh, what's barbarian stuff? So eight plus con modifier plus wiz, not wisdom. 8 plus your con bonus plus proficiency bonus. Uh, so that would be a 17 to beat. Uh, you only get to 9 all in, so do your worst. Let's call it um, 
second level version, bigger objects all up the damage die, so 4d10. Bludgeoning. Yeah, at this second, and Picasso's really cares little about, like, he's just trying to take out this suit of armor as well, so that Ran and Reed can kill both of these guys. Picasso's much more focused. Now that you heard the words downstairs, he's gonna go just basically, hold on, I'll attack first, and I'll tell you I'll do the rest of my turn. Uh, 16, 23, uh, 25 points of damage. 25? Did you um, want me to add my strength or my anything to it? How much do you get for your strength and rage bonus combined? Uh, well, for my strength, it's six. And then with my rage, it's a plus three right now, I want to say. So nine altogether. Well, deducting the 25 hit points, he had seven left. So nine takes out the assassin as well. So how do they die as you just yeet this guy full strength? Uh, if you guys ever watched the Olympics and you've seen the men who throw the shot put or the discus, as Picasso like enters a rage and like Picasso's already in a much different state than he's been in a long time. Picasso's not joking around. Picasso goes from either just hopelessly worried to fitlessly angry. And this is where there's just fire in his eyes and as this rage encompasses him and he moves faster than even he normally does. And that 25 feet, he spins the last second and as he completes two rotations at the last second, he just hucks the guy and he's still holding him by his throat. So basically hurls him like a dart head first into this suit of armor as the guy's neck just snaps upon hitting this, you know, animated suit of armor. And I'm sure as a bowling pins, this suit of armor just explodes apart. Yeah, that basically puts it in a nutshell. This, um, this body as that you hear the next snap comes steaming past the two of you connected into this um lever armor is the lever armor just practically disintegrates on impact as the guy goes through the armor and his body hits the wall behind it as it just like crumples straight up like a happy wheels character blood just bloods and blood and bones just splatting everywhere as you you um as Ran and Reed, you two are covered in just like flicks of blood. That's a drawback, by the way. Happy Wheels. <laughs> I miss playing Happy Wheels. I love Happy Wheels. I would scream like Jack does every time he plays Happy Wheels, but Zoom would cut that out because yes. that is a loud scream. Happy Wheels at top volume. Mm -hmm. Is everyone dead? Yeah, that takes you guys out of combat. Ran picks Reed up and puts him on her shoulder. Thank you, Ran. You've good work. Picasso, are you okay? It's once again just fire in the eyes of Picasso. Picasso looks like a hulking shadow at this moment because he's not like lifting his neck up and he kind of like is just bulked up as much as possible. So like to you really can't even see his like mouth, you can just see the eyes. And he just says, downstairs, bruh. Let's go. Lead the way to Cafe. We got your back. I looked to uh, Doran. Yeah. As, as Reed says, lead the way, just for cinematic purposes, 
that's when you hear the loud chunk as the floor rumbles for a second and starts to lower. As Doran just calmly packs the ball away and looks over to Reed, just holding out his hand as you feel a sharp pain in your back as the wound starts to close over. Uh, and uh, that is, we'll cast that at fourth level. So one, two, three, four, D4. Four, seven, 11, 15, plus 5, you get 20 hit points back as you feel that um, hole in your back close over. Oh. oh, thank goodness for that. I knew I was going to do penis like this. Thank you. You guys are efficient. Well. My crew are amazing. He could hide from Ran. Ran even does the little maniacal hands rubbing together motion. She's pulled herself up to her full like seven foot height at this point, so Reed's pretty high in the air. Reed will reholster his um his pistol at this point, but he will keep his uh he will keep his rapier ready. Okay. Uh, Chad, was that the red? Was that the red ring, or was that just regular rage? That was just regular rage. Okay, just making notes. Yeah. Okay, so that was over in two rounds. Nice. Okay, so as as this platform comes down below, you are once again met with this next corridor as. He just gives you guys a quiet nod and starts to walk down it. Caso follows immediately. Read the motion around. <laughs> Ran is beaten on that. Ran can find way. Okay, Ran. Sorry, I, I apologize. You can just hear that. <laughs> with that um, he starts to lead the way um, as we reach the end of this corridor which feels like another solid half an hour um, Ran make me a perception check normal or wiggle sniffer uh, normal one this is a new smell Um, yeah, something's odd. As you guys head into this room, um, Ran, you've, you, the smell hits you just as you, like, step into this water and it stings a little bit. There's something weirdly strong about the smell of the water in this room. It's, it's a much darker colour and you the three of you, Rebian on your shoulder, wouldn't feel it, but you feel like your feet are burning while walking through this water. Only very gently, but it feels like your feet are burning. Hmm. How big is this, like, bit we've got to cross? 
This room is like another 60 foot wide, but as you guys walk in here, rather than the rather than the altar, you've got the altar, but then there's like five stone levers in the shape of tentacles coming out of this. Hmm. This is odd. Like, bro, you you said you like knew where Elder Tortle was, bro. Like, what's going on, bro? Yeah, sees one floor away from the bottom, but this is new. Last time I was here, what four thousand years ago? Four thousand years ago, I was last here. This wasn't here last time. This. We must continue quickly. Work out what these levers are for. Is oh, that what you guys want to do? Sorry. I mean, it's not going to be great because, once again, Caso's not in his right mind right now. And to work out what something does, you simply need to use it. You know, whether it's to drink a random potion off the wall or. You need to figure out what a lever does. You just go and pull one. So, so you're going to go, go pull a I, lever. Why do I have uh, Legend of Zelda Water Temple vibes going through my head right now? God, I fucking hate the Water Temple. <laughs> I mean, you're in, a, you're in a temple underwater. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm suddenly getting a lot of deja vu. <laughs> Can't be the only one who sees slash hears about the Water Temple and immediately goes, <sighs> <laughs> just like the angriest face but yeah um, because I'll go pull the closest lever closest lever so that's lever number one as you pull that lever there's you hear like a bull rolling somewhere as it echoes throughout this room as the um, floor rumbles slightly and then stops hmm And Thorin walks round and tries the lever on the opposite side, which also like clicks into place, and you hear this ball roll further before coming to a stop. Sequence, maybe. I think. Right. So five levers in a certain order. There are thousands of combinations for that. Yes, well, we might as well try. As he, as he flinches in, you, you two feel it as well. As every thirty seconds, you take five points of acid damage, and so far, you three have taken um, fifteen points of acid damage so far. As you feel this liquid starting to burn your feet quite badly. We right, we must continue. I immediately summon my carpet and sit on it, with Reed still on my shoulder. Yeah, so you're out of it. Um, I'll take Doran it. Doran takes 15. Uh, Picasso, which lever are you pulling? There's three left. Two on the left-hand side, one on the right. 
Uh, Picasso would look across to Doran and just basically with a, I don't know what to do, bro. Right. Uh, let's try this one. And as he pulls it, let's roll let's roll a d20 and see if he gets if he gets odd, then he's pulled the wrong one. If he gets right, then he's pulled the correct one. And he pulled the wrong one. As the lever shoots back up and you hear two hatches from the top open as a huge amount of water just starts pouring into the room and it starts to very quickly rise in here with this acidic water. You guys mm. are now on a timer. Okay. Um, Reed looks around where he is. If there's any marking on the walls, there is not in here. There is just a circular altar with three levers left standing tall. Uh, which one did uh, Doran pull? Uh, the one on the left hand side. By sorry, I said the, the right hand side. That would be his left. So on your side, it's the right hand one by itself. Uh, then I would like to pull lever three. Which is the first left one. Roll me a d20. Uh, that's, a, that's a one. That's odd. Does it happen as you do that as third then opens in more water pours in as it is approaching your kneecaps at this point as it starts to burn your body. Doran then goes to pull the one lever that hasn't been pulled, which is obviously correct. As that lever hits the ground, it doesn't come back up, and you hear that ball in the ceiling roll a little bit more. Even you were just two levers, one on the left, one on the right. I'm going to re-pull the lever on the left that I pulled a second ago. That is correct. As you pull that lever, it stays down onto the ground. Bro, get the last lever, bro. As he just wraps his trunk around and brings it down, the um, room shakes for a second as vents open it up in the floor and the water pours out. So that was... Uh, Picasso, you take 25 points of acid damage, as well as Doran. Cool. Got it. What lunatic has acid as a as a defense mechanism? Well, considering it protects the key to an ultimate weapon, it makes sense. I thought we were going to be over to Why would he be an ultimate weapon? The 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 Luxodon just rolls his eyes at you. Is he um taps this altar and the ground shakes and the floor starts to lower once again. Enough. <laughs> I'm guessing that the carpet is following down. Yes. Because <laughs> Reed's got to go where Rand's going. Sorry. And all the water's gone. Rand would have just jumped down, rolled up her carpet. Uh, there's small little puddles where if you accidentally put your foot in the pole, it does sting slightly. But from that it's pretty much clear in here again as the floor slowly lowers itself and as it comes to a stop rather than the same like rather than the same hallway there's just this there's just this small hallway that goes up slightly 
and you can it's since it's such a um short hallway you can see the light to this other room as water starts to run down this little um, corridor into this room going down the drains at the side but unlike the um rooms above it this water is almost like a tealy a tealy bluish green water it almost feels like it has healing properties because as it touches as it runs across your feet it feels soothing for a second almost warm to the touch hmm. with that door does draw his sword and gives you guys just one last nod before heading through to the um hallway the still on Van's shoulder follows as well. Castle's basically just shaking with rage and anxiety at this moment as he is basically he was standing by the hallway but wouldn't walk before Doran did, so he's walked right behind Doran. Uh as you walk into this next room, it's more of a rectangular room. Um, the floor is about uh, it's about it's about a foot deep of water as you head into this like rectangular room um, at the altars go along in there's there's three either side as a dot throughout the room up to this big altar where uh, that has like this stone throne as um, Terrace is sat in it leisurely as he looks up to see you guys and you see Elder Tortle slumped against the right hand side of the throne in a pool of his own blood when we yeah when we met in the arena I really hoped he would just fuck off but now you're here. What a surprise. Were you expecting someone else? No, but I was hoping you had more common sense. I see the girl died in the end. What a shame. What? You eat with that, he just stands up, picking up his um, battle axe that leans against the throne as it just starts to glow with a radiant energy. You killed a lie. She's in a pretty dire situation. Just like you guys. I've been paid to. Make sure you don't make it in the next room. If you, so, if you have harmed her in any way, don't fuck off. I'm sorry. Would you? Would you rather I deal with we deal with you, pointing to me and pointing to pointing to Reed and Rand, or would you rather he take care of you, pointing at the castle? As Reed, as you interrupt him and start talking again, he. He leans to the he leans to the right hand side, grabbing Elder Tortle by the head as he lets out a sigh and just slams his head against the um stone stone chair. 
Picasso hadn't moved. He'd been staring at Elder Tortle the whole time, just basically convulsing with rage. And seeing that, uh, like, Picasso was trying in any semblance, like, his tiny little Tortle brain at this moment is reeling with everything. And seeing Tortle's head, Elder Tortle's head be slammed against that chair, there, there's no holding Picasso back at this moment. I would instantly go into a rage and I would just charge at this motherfucker. We're off for initiative. To be continued. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mass Attack Productions. 